0: Hey, you found us! It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner Matt Story, and the NFL playoffs are dumb, and people shouldn't be fans of teams. That's hey. <laughs> well, I don't, uh, I don't know, believe last that. Week I, <laughs> last week,
1: I opened up and said, "I hear the, the birds chirping and the beautiful bells," and to be honest with you, I still kind of do because, well, <laughs> this week it's the Rams beating Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, so yeah. the, the, you know, my boy Matt Stafford and the Rams are helping me out each week.
0: I saw on one of the ESPN social media feeds was a uh, a guy in a Stafford jersey being filmed watching the end of the game uh, yeah. by his wife, and she posted something about how, like, you know, diehard Lions fan would do <laughs> anything for Matt Stafford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm not a diehard Lions fan, but I can say this: the, the latter is, is true for me. And, and uh, yeah, I, you know man, I was, I was through that game. I was, you know, first of all, like pitching myself for about the first two and a half quarters. Like, is this really going to be this easy? Is it going to be this much domination? And then it wasn't. And then I was getting mad and mad and madder and madder. And then when he hit that ball and I, I was, I mean, I didn't see that video, but I bet you mine would have been just as entertaining because I was off the couch yelling, you know, mm-hmm. clock it, clock it, clock it, and maybe throwing in some, some F bombs there as well. And, and, uh, yeah, I was delighted. That was that was great to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He uh, He's done that before with the Lions. I read a, a Lions reporter said something similar to what I sent you that night, which is, you know, people didn't notice it because it happened to Detroit and they lost a lot of games. But he's he's pulled them out of his backside before uh, a few times, late in games with some crazy rallies, and he got to do it on the biggest stage this time.
0: Yeah. I, look, he, this is one of those things where kind of – your fandom, your family's Archie Manning fandom, this is kind yes. of like that coming to life of, well, what if he had actually had a good team around him? What if he played for a good team? That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, uh, you like the guy and you're like, look, everything I'm seeing tells me this guy should be good and he's just right. in a bad spot.
1: Yeah. It's just a bad organization that could never, never establish any traction. They'd have a good year here and there. I mean, his first full year as the starter when he stayed healthy in 2011. They you know, threw for five thousand yards. They got to the playoffs, and you thought, "All right, they're they're building something." And the next year, I think they went four and twelve, and it was just always that you know one step forward, two steps back with the Lions. And and uh, yeah, it's just nice to see him getting this chance. And and you know, hey, we'll see what he does from here. Make it to a conference title game at least. That's you know that's further than he'd ever gone. Obviously, last week was further than he'd ever gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, won a division for the first time, won a playoff game, now wins the second playoff game. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased, hopeful that maybe there's more to come in the next uh, week to three weeks, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But but yeah, for you, I know it was not as, as enjoyable of a playoff weekend.
0: Yeah, you know, it's hard, right? Because uh, I'll tell you this, every every year I feel like, uh, you know, like, am I going to care as much? It's It's fun. Yeah. It's nice. It's fun. It's nice but do I really care? Like, is it that big of a deal? Yeah. And then it's like, I care. I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so mad. And I, I'm so disappointed. (laughs) I I I
1: I mean, I've done that in the off season with a sport. I have this, like, you know, you feel like, I know, I, I know I care. I know I enjoy it, but you're not in the trenches. And so you think like, well, I'll be able to, you know, handle that game. Like what, a, you know, like, yeah, it'll be fun, whatever happens. But then once it gets going, like, no, it's, it's back into that familiar feeling and, and it's a good feeling, but it can also be a stressful feeling.
0: Yeah, no, it's very much a, like, you know, in, in the moment, uh, I'm right there living and dying oh, yeah. on all of it. Yeah. And, and, and the sad thing is, is like, even before the game, even before the game i'm sitting there i'm like it's all right like you know yeah. like, football's fun yeah. and i'm just gonna enjoy it <laughs> and then yeah. you know when amos makes the interception at the end of the yeah. first half i'm like up screaming in my chair <laughs> and then when they lose aaron jones but rogers doesn't lead him so he it's a 75 yard right. completion seven touchdown which as an aside he just went the wrong way. Like he right. he should have just tried to keep out running and keep out sprinting. Yeah. The yeah. Defensive back. Yeah. Yeah, that was that
1: was the end of the first half when they got the field goal blocked, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I know it's hard yeah. to keep track of which time, which kick which that got blocked and which ball, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, failure yeah. to tackle on a kickoff yeah, and
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was uh it was definitely a game where special teams loom large. I mean, gosh. It, San Francisco. Every one of their points came on special teams. No, no offensive or defensive touchdowns. So, so that's that. Yeah, you can't have that too often in a in a playoff game. I would imagine.
0: No, and, and the thing that's horribly frustrating is that you really, as a Packer fan, felt like all the pieces were falling into place. You know, yeah. Zadarius Smith's first snap since week one, he gets a sack, and. Right. You know Whitney Merciless and Rash- is spelling Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, and you know Rashan Gary has right. the most massive game. Like does right. every does everything that you wanted when they drafted him number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been good. Uh, yeah, I I
1: remember you were kind of lukewarm on that pick, and and I you know well,
0: I knew he was not- very touted out yeah. of college,
1: but you know I I understood. Well, because the knock was he's
0: not room. the most motivated guy right and right. so then you have to ask like well sure if he's not motivated when what's coming is the chance to make money will he be motivated right. when he has money when he has it no i and agree he, I mean, he was like he, he was hugely he, touted going to michigan it
1: didn't really ever deliver at the level that was expected so i i understood your your hesitancy on that pick
0: yeah but it was 100 percent worthwhile
1: yeah, he's been good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it did it did feel like that, you know, the breaks were going their way. And yet, I will say this. Like, you think about how, and maybe you've thought about it, maybe you haven't, how close, you know, we were to the 49ers not even making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they lose week, seven, week 18 when they're down they're down 17 nothing in the second quarter, they're down 24-17 with under two minutes to go and no timeouts. And they go, you know, like, they, they should lose that game. Nine times out of ten, you're losing that game. They don't make the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. Seedings
1: all different. You know, the Saints get in. The Rams get the two-seed. I mean, it's it's a totally different dynamic. And, you know, probably, I would guess, the Packers host either the Cardinals or Cowboys in the first game. And I bet they win that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Niners were just the, the, you know, the toughest matchup for them, probably, of all the teams they could have played.
0: Well, I mean, and the thing that's frustrating is, you know they they go down the field and score a touchdown on their first drive, first and drive, then it's just yeah. like you know Mercedes Lewis fumbled, and yeah. that was it. Our offense was like, okay, well that that's all we're gonna do. It that's- kind of felt that way. Yeah,
1: I agree. They, like you know that first drive was was almost so easy, and then and then yeah the rest of the way they just couldn't get much going, and yet you know had the lead most of the way. Um, and, you know, like you said, I mean it was a game where there were a lot of mistakes, and yet. They easily could have escaped with a win somehow.
0: Well, and the thing that's frustrating is I I almost texted this jokingly, and I would have meant it entirely in jest, but before yeah. they punted from because they were that deep, <laughs> there was part of me that was like, Well, should you just take a safety here? Because your defense <laughs> yeah. is playing so well, like don't right. give them the short field. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, yeah, but I
0: then mean, it's like but then it's like then the follow-up additional, like, topper would have been, eh, but we're terrible yeah. at special teams, we'll probably give up a huge <laughs> kick return after the safety. Right, right.
1: Well, and there was, what, there was over four minutes, wasn't there, at yeah. that point? I mean, probably two. If, it, it, if you're looking at under two minutes, maybe you do that. You know, maybe you, you do, because, you know, they're going to have a drive anyway. I mean, I don't know, with a seven-point lead, I suppose you don't, because, no. you know, worst-case scenario, it's a tie game, versus, you know, you give up a safety, then a touchdown, and, you, and you're and you behind, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there are times where that does make sense and, and they were probably on the line of where it might've made sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, obviously no one could have expected that they would it just would, refuse exactly. to block, uh, well, any and, of the and then the rush that perfect bounce man i mean like that bounce you know couldn't have
1: been better for the for the 49ers i mean it bounces over to the side there's no one there except three 49ers to one of them pick the ball up and run it in i mean it, you know like
0: well and that
1: easily could have gone through the end zone and then it is just a safety
0: well and no one knew i mean you saw no. you, you know Bohorquez. the horse didn't know yeah he was
1: looking around like yeah yeah so yeah yeah i mean the announcers didn't know yeah. Like you know, it took it took Joe Buck a second to like realize like oh my God, they're going to run. You know, they
0: they actually recovered this for a touchdown. Um, you know, this of course has led to what's leading the the local news here, and I'm sure, sure. is relevant elsewhere. And the Rodgers, what what will happen? Although right. elsewhere, it's tied into the Tom Brady saga right. and Sean Payton and, the, and yeah. And yeah.
1: the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett today in Denver. Do you think that has any uh, any bearing on the story?
0: Yeah, I mean the you know the talk of, of last offseason was dealing Rodgers for a, for picks and Jerry Judy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Still makes know, a lot of logical sense. If, uh, I mean, yeah. here's the you thing: know, like, I don't think they franchise Adams if they trade Rodgers. No, um, I don't think so. Um, I, I agree. And Rogers basically, you know, look, Pat McAfee is. A financial wizard, like, sure. you know, yeah, he's made, yeah. a, he's made a lot of things to make himself very important in, in the sports yes. media, especially the Aaron Rodgers watch. The fact that yes. Rodgers told him, look, I will announce it before they have right. to franchise people. That's big. I yeah. you know because yeah. it, yeah. it's true. Like Adams will, I, do I think Rodgers will take less money somewhere else to build a team? No, I don't. Because no. he wouldn't do it for the Packers, I don't know right. that he'd do it somewhere else. I don't think so, right? I but agree. Adams might take less money to play with Rodgers again. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, Denver
1: certainly makes a lot of sense if they're going to make a trade. It's, it's, it's an a, AFC team. It's an AFC
0: team, and, and we don't play the AFC West.
1: Right, right. You know, um, and they've got you know they've got draft picks. They've got extra draft picks from the from the Von Miller trade. Yep. An extra second and third this coming year, so you know they've got the, the capital to give them something in the draft. They've and got they can good give young player. players too. They can give. I was going to say. You I mean, know. they got Judy. They got Sutton. They got a couple good tight ends. They got you know, like I mean, they're they're not going to give up everybody, but you know, if you want one of those players as a as a, an addition to the package, now it, teams always love draft picks more. It seems like because that yeah. that gives them the ability to control, and then they get the salary control for you know three, four, or five years, whatever it is.
0: But I uh, think if so you've I, got a if you've got a a world, right, where you're not gonna keep Devonte Adams. You need to <laughs> you need to give something somewhere yeah. to Jordan Love because you know, Randall Cobb will be gone. So you're looking at yeah. Alan Lazard, Equinimus St. Brown, Marquez, right. Valdez Scantling. Like these guys are guys. But yeah, they all are a yeah. lot better because th- none of them are the one. They're not the one. All right, right. You know, I mean, and yeah, so Judy yeah. could be a one, you know. Could be. The, yeah, Bro- the Broncos' I mean, first-round pick could be a one.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, it's thought to be a very good draft for wide receivers. I mean, you got the two the two Ohio State guys, Olave, Garrett Wilson, and you got Jamison Williams, albeit coming off the, the ACL. But that's that's an injury you can recover from now pretty pretty confidently mm-hmm. uh you got drake london from usc i mean there's there's a lot of guys
0: that also are injured
1: you know also injured right right what was his injury i can't uh, remember
0: what it was I, wasn't it a um like a collarbone or yeah I he i think he he broke his collarbone
2: yeah yeah so I it
0: mean, was you, either his collarbone presume... or his shoulder blade i think it was his yeah clavicle Colorado. Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, you presume that that he could be back, and you know Williams. I, Williams is going to miss the offseason, obviously. But you know, there's there's guys there. Traylon Burks from Arkansas is another one that was thought, you know, thought to be a first round pick. So, yeah, I mean, if if the Broncos would give you, I think they got nine, don't they? Number nine overall. Yes. I mean, if you get that in the deal, you may have your pick of all those receivers. Uh, certainly, mm-hmm. probably all but one, maybe maybe two, but probably not that many are going in the top eight.
0: Well, so, and if you're willing yeah. to go. The other thing is, if you're willing to go full rebuild, which you th- I think you do. Yeah. You go, so you lose Rogers, Cobb, Adams, and maybe you go Raiders style, and defense. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. And, you know, I mean, or or because well, you've I, got Gary, you've got a Think about this. If they can re-sign Roswell Douglas, which seems you would think to be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Then they've got Alexander, Eric Stokes, who was a first round right. pick, and Douglas as your three right. corners, and you've got Gary, uh, Kenny Clark. Yeah, you know they're probably going to lose Devondre Campbell. There, I I cannot yeah. imagine. Yeah yeah, 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 got he's got value right now. I suppose. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's an all pro. Yeah. They signed him to a one year deal. Right,
1: right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean you got you got a good you know, a lot of good younger pieces on defense, uh, you know, Darnell Savage, I know is still on his rookie deal. I mean, you know, so there's, there's good players there. And I, you know, like you say, full rebuild and I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying this, but you're like, they can rebuild and still potentially win that division
0: next year. Oh yeah. Well, I cause mean, I mean it's, like, it's a, realistic it's a down division. Yeah. Right now. Well, and realistically you look at the team and, and the coach I still think is the best coach in the division. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know how ever or however you say it, the Bears yeah. guy is going to be, but be interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, Minnesota's
0: going to have a new one too. We don't know yeah. who
1: yet, but yeah, yeah.
0: But as you sit and think about it, like they're going to have AJ Dillon. They're going to have Bakhtiari back. Right. You know, there's going to be, you know, the the center is a real center. Myles Day. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so that, you know, there are pieces there. I'm just more thinking like the receiving core and, sure. is going to be a rebuild. I think Aaron Jones is – I think Aaron Jones is probably gone either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to cut some salary somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that seems like a logical one. But,
1: you yeah. know, A.J. Dillon was pretty good. You no, know, he's a different type of running he back. He was good. But, and know,
0: and he, Kylan Hill, before he uh, blew out his knee he he was hurt. playing great, and
1: right, had a great. Right, training yeah. Camp. Didn't he get hurt down here? Yeah, in that, in that uh, Arizona game, yeah, yeah. So but he was
0: good, and they really like this guy who they have now. Uh, what's his name? Is it Sullivan? So the guy who, Taylor, Patrick Taylor. Who oh, yeah, he played in. a little
1: in that in that Lions game. Yeah, I saw they that
0: liked in The him. last game of the year. Right, uh, right. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think they have to, you know. Like, when you say rebuild in the NFL, it's, it's not the same as, like, an NBA rebuild, where it's like, oh, we're going to tear it down. We're going to probably suck for five years. Uh, we're going to try to get a lot of draft picks and, you know, see what happens. Like, the NFL, I mean, gosh, you could turn it around quick. Look at the Bengals. Two years ago, number one pick, worst team in the league. Now they're, you know, oh, yeah. division champs and in the AFC title game. So, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know one thing we were talking about before we started recording was, you know, you, you jokingly said, you know, like, you know, life without a hall of fame quarterback, uh, you know, like I'm not saying Jordan loves a hall of fame quarterback, but I would like to see him get a chance to Mm. see what he can do. He's had one start.
0: Well, Um, you know, the, the frustrating thing, right. Is people need to start getting on board with the fact that yeah, at the moment I didn't like the pick. Like, right. I get it. I get not letting the pick. But if he's the guy, the Packer fans will get on board. Sure. You know? Sure. And this is gonna be a little different, I think, than Favre, in that, you know, I mean, Favre retired and then came back and they're like, right. Oh, we're moving on. Right, right. But you know, if Rogers leaves and decides he wants to keep playing, he's he's decided to leave. The team has right. made it clear, look, if you want to come back, you're the guy.
1: Right, right. I mean, so you're you're obviously close to the market, and you're a, a fan. Is there uh, is there a pushback like from the fan? You know, I mean, like people like him because he's good, and and so you you know he's he's our guy. But do you think that there'd be a you know a sadness if he left, or do you think it might be like uh, thanks for the time, but we're ready to move on?
0: I imagine that it will be kind of like when. Peyton left Indy Okay. in that it'll be like, Hey, look, you're our guy and you'll be our guy, but it's okay. Like we don't, yeah. the, the, the franchise will continue. Yeah. Oh, it will.
1: Whether it leaves this year or next or whatever, uh, you know, there there was a green Bay Packers long before Aaron Rodgers, and there'll be a green Bay Packers long after. And that's, I mean, that's the one thing that, Always sort of drives me crazy when when we talk about these guys, and it's like you know, like the league can't exist without them, or the team can't exist without them. Like, no, we'll be fine. The NFL will keep on going after Tom Brady and after Aaron Rodgers and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you, so okay, do you think he retires? Think there's any chance of that?
0: I do. I, I, I do too. I think. I, mean, I that... don't.
1: I don't know him, but it just feels like that makes some sense.
0: I feel like he could retire, I and Brady could retire with uh-huh. Roethlisberger. Um and I and I think Which boy that, would Go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go. I was just saying and and I think that would be okay. Like Oh. He's
1: I mean, I I wouldn't hate it. I certainly wouldn't hate it if Brady retired. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like it's it's uh, uh you know, I I didn't believe it. Like I a week or so ago. I think it was what Rob Dinkovich said something on, on ESPN about, you know, he gets surprised, and I'm like, oh, crap, you know, I've heard this before, every year we do this, so uh, if they win the Super Bowl, Brady can hang it up, and then he doesn't. But his his comments certainly lend lend credence to the thought that he's going to. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he's talking differently than he ever has before, as far as, you know, like, I'm, I'm you know, satisfied, I mean, I think he even said something about I'm satisfied with what I've done, and, I, you know, like, that's different. Yeah. So, I mean, and I wouldn't shed a single tear. I've seen enough of Tom Brady, so last me a lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, I mean, I kind of... Like, it would shock me if Rodgers retired. He's he's a different... He's an oddball. I think that's fair to say. I mean, that's probably a generous way to put
0: it. Yeah. And, well, uh, the thing with Rodgers... I'll, I'll level with you in uh, where I am as a fan. Yeah. If he comes back, I will root for him because I want the team to win. If yeah. he leaves... And goes to another team, I will root against him like I did with Favre. And if he retires, (laughs) I will thank him for his service, but I will not be, you know, mortified and upset. Like, we've had our run. I've done done what I think this requires of me as a fan. I've processed the end of the, you know, the end of the era. And I'm okay. I'm okay.
1: So I mean, I'm going to ask you: Does his, you know, vaccination and all this stuff from this year, does that affect your opinion of him?
0: Him as a player, no. But him as a clubhouse guy and and yeah. who I want around, maybe. Yeah. I hey, look, yeah. he yeah. was great. He will probably oh, he wants, win the MVP sure. award. Yeah, um, well, I think so. Yeah. And yeah. and I, he can keep playing. Like there's, it's clear that if he wanted sure. to, but I'll tell you, I. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't need my starting quarterback going on the Pat McAfee show every day. No, no. <laughs> you know? I
1: mean, I, you know, I was thinking the same. Obviously, you know, they're your favorite team, and it's, it's a different um, uh, feeling for me. I kind of look at them more neutrally. But, yeah, I mean, it's their – like, I, I know that Lafleur and all this, oh, we want him back and all that. But you do wonder if there's a little bit, like, where they won't speak it out loud, where they're kind of thinking, you know, we wouldn't mind just having – a run-of-the-mill personality at quarterback well you know like he's he's talented but just a guy who we can trot out for press conferences once a week and, and we don't have to worry about what crazy thing he's going to say on pat mcafee or something like that you know like there's got to be a little bit of temptation for that
0: I'll, I'll take it one step further i i wonder truly i wonder if a you know if there's part of Matt LaFleur's, like, I I can make this work with Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. Like, I would
1: bet there is. You know. I would certainly bet there is. He's got an ego, just like every coach. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I'm just like Belichick, I'm sure, you know, had, you know, and it's worked kind of, but not as much. But I'm sure if you ask Bill Belichick two years ago right now, you know, Tom Brady was going to leave. Be like, okay, fine. I'll move on without him. I don't need Tom Brady. You know, I mean, and Tom Brady thought the same thing about Bill Belichick, you know, like they, they got along, but I'm sure there is a little bit of the like, Hey, I don't need this guy. I'm a genius. I can coach, you know, I'm 13 and three and every year I've coached or 13 and four this year, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, like 13 and three in
0: games we were trying.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) You know, um, you know, so like, yeah, I'm sure there is a little bit of him that thinks like, well, you know, I'm, I'm never going to get credit for being a great coach, as long as Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, boy, if I do it with Jordan Love, people are gonna be like, "Wow, that guy is really something else." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, so yeah, I'm sure there is that. Whether <laughs> whether it's you know gonna drive his decision making,
0: probably not. But I'm sure you know, well, I'm sure and, the, from and the thing is, too, the team has learned something, and, and part of it was, I, I believe this, Ted Thompson was brought in to get rid of Brett Favre. Yes, I, you know, yes. Brian Guttekunst wasn't brought in to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. No, he no. He will almost certainly be the GM at the end of Aaron Rodgers' right. tenure. Whenever that is. Because yeah. Yeah. he, like, for for all of the head-scratching, hand-wringing of the offseason, you look at this team, they're playing without their Pro Bowl left tackle, their Pro Bowl right. guard, and they were still running the ball. Right, you know, right, yeah. They, and, you know, it's... The guy's done a good job. I mean, that
1: I said this to you last off season when the whole Rodgers thing broke around the draft and we talked about it and, and the, the general media reaction was like, they've done a terrible job by Rodgers. They've done, you know, how could they all, you know, it's like, man, like the last two years, now three, they've won 13 games. And like, how, how can you sit? I mean, this isn't the Cincinnati Bengals of Carson Palmer or the Lions with Matt Stafford who we just talked about. Like, where you can say, wow, they had a really talented quarterback and they really screwed it up. They've done a pretty good job in these last, especially the last few years, you know, with this group of putting together a really good team around him. And I mean, it hasn't resulted in a Super Bowl, but it's given him a
0: much better chance than a few years ago. Well, and and here's what I will say about the job the GM has done. If you had told me at the start of the year, David Bakhtiari would play one half of football. Yeah. Eldon Jenkins would miss 12 games. Jair Alexander would miss... 12 games yeah Z'Darrius Smith would miss 16 games right all but the first right you know right. and the team was going to go 13 and 4 and actually have pretty good turnover ratio pretty good sack ratio I mean yeah you know I, yeah. I mentioned him before but Roswell Douglas was on a practice squad after being cut right. by a couple of teams and and we yeah. plugged him in to be a starter right. you know right. and, and, and then he, he had played the, great I mean, it- he played great. And obviously, had the had the game winning
1: pick down here against his uh, his former team there, in the, you know, and that Thursday night game,
0: multiple so. touchdowns. I think yeah. he, he yeah. led the league or was close to leading the league in picks, even though he only played you know right. a dozen games. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think the guy's done a pretty good job, and and I'm sure, just as you said with Lafleur, I'm sure there's a little bit of him that thinks like, hey, uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll show you I can still build a team. I don't need. Aaron Rodgers to make me look smart, you know, I mean, he, he was by all accounts, he was the one who really drive the Jordan love pick. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he was the, you know, um, and so, you know, Hey, now what do they think of Jordan love after two years? I mean, they're not going to come out and say he's been a disappointment. Um, whether they think that behind the scenes or not, I don't know, but that's one of the things to I me, mean, you know, I, again, said this to you before we started recording, there is a lot of, you know, People saying, like, well, when they let Favre go, they knew they had Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. The year that Favre finally retired and then he ended up coming back and forcing his way out, you know. They drafted Brian Brom in the second round, didn't they?
0: That was the year they drafted Brom and Flynn.
1: And Flynn. But Brom was a second-round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. So when you – I mean, Flynn was like a sixth or seventh round. Oh, yeah, but you what I'm saying
0: is, to your point, the lack of – Two you know, quarterbacks, yeah. yeah. And, and you
1: take a guy in the second round, you're thinking he might be our starter. You know, I mean, it's, it's not taking him number one overall, but you're not taking him, you know, to do nothing. Now, he ended up doing nothing. But, yeah. but you know, with the that was the intent. So, like, this, like, oh, well, they do. They had Rodgers in the fold. If they were 100% confident that Aaron Rodgers was going to go on to the career he went on to, they wouldn't have taken a quarterback in the second round. So there, there was there was a lot of doubt about, you know, what are they doing? I mean, I remember, you remember, what are they doing? How can they let Favre go? Rodgers hasn't shown anything in three years. So, you know, if he was that good, he'd be playing already. So, yeah. you know, that's why I'm like, let's, let's see what the kid has. Maybe well, he stinks. Well, Maybe and he the gets other a full season is, and he's no good,
0: but let's see. I, I hate to be this guy, but I am going to be this guy you kind of got to find out this year or yeah, trade him. you do. Because, you, do. Yeah. you know... It's if, almost
1: decision time on his contract.
0: Well, and if he's not, you know... If he's not the guy... Yeah. Then we'll just stand a pick on another one. Like, because right. it, right. you know, I mean, a, as we learned from the Cardinals... Sure. You can just do that. If you It's know.
1: easier to swallow a first-round mistake than it used to be on a quarterback. I mean, it used to be if you... If you screwed up on a first round quarterback, you set yourself back for years because of the money you gave them, and you, you almost had to give them a bunch of years to try to get it right. And if they didn't get it right, you know, you were just spinning your wheels. But yeah, I mean if, if he's the starter next year, and presumably if that's the case, they bring in probably a, a more qualified backup and you know, and, and so maybe he loses the job halfway through or whatever, and it doesn't go well, you don't pick up the option and, and you take another one. And, yeah. and, you know, oh, well, you didn't really pay him. I mean, bottom of the first round pick doesn't get paid that much money, relatively speaking, yeah. you know. Um, and so, you know, you, you tried, you took a shot, didn't work. Okay, we move on to the next guy. But by next offseason, they have to make a decision on that fifth-year option, right? That's, yeah. that's always after year three. So, yeah, yeah you kind of need to know what you have in him.
0: So, to answer your question... The question that I, i'm sure is there yeah i'm fine if this is the end of the road me yeah. personally as a packer fan if you told me hey Devontae was gone yeah rogers wants to play we're trading him to the jets or the raiders although the raiders are slightly less attractive now um, yeah yeah you know i'd be i'd be fine I, yeah. you know, I'm, uh, it, I'd be sorry, but not devastated.
1: Sure. I get it, get it, yeah. I mean, look, eventually things come to an end. Uh, and, 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 and as you said, you know, things go on mm-hmm. You get another quarterback. Uh, you know, you and I were friends during the last years of the Favre years, and it was like, you know, how can the Packers exist without Brett Favre? Well, okay, they're, they're fine. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, three years after he left, they won another Super Bowl. And they've been very good through the last decade. And, you know, mm. I know Rodgers did not have a good game Saturday night. And to an extent, he didn't play that well in last year's loss to the Bucks. But, like, there's, again, some revisionist history like, oh, Aaron Rodgers falls short in the postseason. I mean, yeah. some of the postseason losses he had, he played great. Like, mm. it's a team game.
0: Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I mean, the game I, that know. they lost to the Cardinals, where it was like he carried them. It,
1: it in, in his second year, yeah, 09? yeah, it's, he was great. Oh my god, he was great. I mean, and then and then the one where he threw the hail mary. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he wasn't great the whole game, but he certainly he made the big throw at the end to tie it, and then he never saw the field again. You yeah. know, didn't didn't get another snap. Same um, the Seahawks loss in Seattle. They tied a the game. Seattle goes down, scores a touchdown in overtime. Like. You know, so like, there's there's a little bit of like, oh, he, he falls short in the postseason. Like, yeah, yeah, in some ways, but in other ways,
0: he's just been the victim of some bad luck. Well, and he got one. Like, that's the other thing. Like, do I right. think do I think that looking back, it's incredibly frustrating to think that you know, for 30 years of quarterback yeah. play with two Hall of Famers who've won a combined six, probably seven MVPs. Yeah, that yeah. the Packers came away with two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's disappointing. But you know what? It's yes. two more than every other team in the division since that time. Right, <laughs>
1: right, right. You know, and, and two in, yeah, I mean, so in that 30-year run, how many franchises have
0: two or more Super Bowls? The Patriots, Patriots obviously. The Buccaneers.
1: Steelers. Steelers have two. Bucs right? have two. Bucs have two.
0: That it? Yeah, that... I mean, I, I, like... Yeah, Colts
1: have it, won Broncos, I guess. Broncos won two with Elway, one with Manning.
0: The Saints, Broncos have
1: three in that time. Saints, Saints have, have just won. the one. Colts won the one with Manning. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. We, Giants, I guess the Giants yeah. won two. You know, but like, so outside the Patriots who won six, that's an outlandish number, you know. Yeah. Like, nobody else has more than three. So you say like, well, you know. But
0: like, Well, and also, one team the other teams that the end have two, two, like if you ask me, would I rather have had the run the Packers had or the run the Giants had, I'll take the Packers. For sure, I
1: would agree. I mean, clearly the Bucs. Yeah. I mean, the Bucs, The Bucks have won two in the same span, but the Bucs also went through a decade where they didn't make the playoffs in yeah. between those two. Exactly. So, like, yeah, I mean, which, which would you rather have? It's sort of, I always remember Andy Reid with the Eagles, and and eventually, you know, like it kind of, it, it wore out, and it was time for him to go there. It's like Andy Reid gave the Eagles a chance every year pretty much. To, to have a chance to win a Super Bowl,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and they didn't win one. But man, would you rather have that or ten years of missing the playoffs? Well, I mean, give me the ten years where I've got a chance almost every year. Of course, seems like an easy choice, but for some people, I guess it's it's not. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So and
1: then speaking of Andy Reid, should we should we discuss that classic Sunday night game Chiefs and Bills?
0: Man, you they played a game from you know. Four minutes left in regulation uh, through overtime. They, gosh, they played a game's worth of offense. That was, that was unbelievable, man.
1: What I mean, what a game. And Like, uh, like Mahomes was awesome, but man, Josh Allen was good. Holy crap. I, I can't, I mean, like the improvement that that guy has made from his rookie year, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. I mean, he looked like a quarterback who, I you know, was going to struggle to stay in the league. And God dang was he good on Sunday night.
0: Well, he made a pass, and it was not one of like the big plays of the game, but he made a pass where he like stopped his motion, changed his arm angle and dumped it off to Singletary. Yeah. And it was like that was the that was the pass that he couldn't throw. He yes. you know, the the yes. short, intermediate passing game, that was it. It was like this guy can't hit anybody right. within ten yards. And here he, he was, was
1: inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was doing it. I agree, totally. He was he was impressive, man. I, I don't know how they lost. I truly don't know how you score a touchdown with 13 seconds to go to take the lead and don't win. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable to me. I, it's still one of those I look back, and I probably will, and I'm sure Bills fans will forever, look mm-hmm. back and, and just be like, you shake your head, man. When they scored with a minute 54 to go, by no means did I think it was over. You know, like, oh, that's a lot of time. And, you know, uh, man, when they score with 13 seconds left and I texted you and I said, I don't trust the Bills defense. I didn't really believe that. That was more just me, like, you know, kind of like trying to reverse jinx it. Like, yeah, I don't trust the Bills defense.
0: They could blow it with 13 seconds. I didn't really think they would. No, and, and it was amazing. And, and it's funny, some of the stuff that you think about, uh, as people who know sports versus some of the things that like I, as a fan thought in the moment, yeah. I watched someone on the breakdown and they pointed out, you know, why are the bills rushing four? like, you're yeah. not going to get there. You no, know, it has to go quick. The ball has to come out quick. Why are you yeah. wasting the extra down lineman pr- pressuring the quarterback? And yeah. I, it didn't Maybe occur to me, but it's two. like, but if I was a defensive coordinator, it should occur to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: well, and, and- I mean, I know the one thing that's gotten mentioned a lot, and, and Romo and Nance had it on TV in the moment, was why they kicked deep into the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gave them, you gave them a, a second, three, probably four or five seconds. You know, if you squib it, either they go down right away, and still a couple seconds come off, and you're probably you know not at the twenty five, uh, mm-hmm. or they, they try to return it some, and you and they have maybe one snap. Maybe they're snapping it with five seconds or six seconds. That's a huge difference. I mean, that's yeah, that's a decision that's going to haunt them for a while because they they never should have allowed them to have you know two snaps from that point. Like man, it, you know, but, but what a game! I mean, what a like just an unbelievably good weekend of football. Uh, I mean, to have four games that all get snapped <laughs> on the very last play. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't ask for more than that.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was terrific. Uh, yeah. it was it was yeah yeah so, i do like i so, do like the legend of evan mcpherson by the way the like mm-hmm. as soon as they got down there as he's like taking yeah. a warm up he's like looks like we're going to the AFC championship yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah hey he delivered he, he's, he's he's delivered uh you know two straight games and really all year he's been really good um i mean good
1: draft pick for them and you know it's one of those that like nobody was patting them on the back for taking a kicker on day three but Boy, it's paid off. Um, uh, you know, so, yeah. So, so okay, let's spin it forward. We didn't do picks last weekend. We don't have to do picks, but, um, you know, who, what's your rooting interest for these two games? Or if you want to do picks, that's fine.
0: I'm rooting Rams-Bengals, but okay. I'm picking Rams-Chiefs.
1: Okay, so going home, teams.
0: Yeah, I, I just think, maybe I'm wrong, but eventually, like, the Bengals will you know, stop playing over their heads against, Well, that,
1: you know. yeah, I mean, boy, with the, that Chiefs offense the last two games has looked scary good. And and so you feel like even if the Bengals, you know, get 21, 24, 27 points, that's probably not nearly enough. Um, I mean, it just feels like the Chiefs can score whenever they want to score. That's kind of how it's like. They've got everything is, you know, Mahomes is healthy this year. They got the running back, Edwards Alaires back, you know, Hill's healthy, Kelsey's healthy. I mean, it's just like, how do you stop them? You know, I mean, the, the Bills almost beat them, but it was because they just, you know, were going to win in a shootout, it felt like.
0: Yeah, and look, and Joe Burrow has shown, really, in college and this postseason, yeah. he can get hot, like, oh, yeah. crazy oh, yeah. hot. But yeah, yeah, but the Chiefs start at a level of hot. So they do. you need they do. to just, you need to start at that level, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much about this game says like, you know, Chiefs have so much more experience coaching players. I mean, you know, the whole core of the team has been the last two Super Bowls. They're at home. Um, which is a great home field advantage I mean it's not a it's not a nothing home field by any means.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just you know it's it's a game that honestly I mean and I, I could regret saying this out loud but it, it wouldn't shock me if the chiefs win by like three or more touchdowns. I mean I just I feel like it could be you know like a they just roll in the second half type of game.
0: Well it's the kind of game where, the Bengals feel like the kind of team that they need something good to happen early so they have confidence, yeah. because yeah. if you don't, like, if it goes the other way, you can go give up a touchdown, three and out, give up a touchdown, and right. it feels like you've got to play it's perfect over. the rest of the way. Potentially, exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I know they did come back from 14-0 down against him you know, in what, week 16 or 17, but that was in Cincinnati.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Different different animal playing on the road at Arrowhead. So, I, you know, I think Chiefs and, you know, gosh, Rams-Niners, uh, I mean, the Niners have had their number. Yeah. Swept them three years in a row. I know it's at different teams, you know, but swept them this year, which which is not different teams. Um, yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a relatively even fan split again in spite of the Rams' attempts to keep 49ers fans out. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the Rams, but you know, do the Niners just have that magic going this seat, this run? Maybe so. Maybe. I mean, you, you think eventually that runs out, but who knows? They've made it this far.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, no. <laughs> And then do I they mean, trade you know, Trey Lance? Could we, could we get, could the Packers pick up Trey Lance? Is that, so on? I
1: was, I was thinking like, I, I think short of them actually winning the Super Bowl, they still move on from Garoppolo. Because mm-hmm. even if they get there and lose, he's going to be blamed for it. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're highly unlikely to lose a playoff game like, you know, 38-35 where he throws for 404 touchdowns. That's not the way they play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if they lose, you know, 17-14, it's going to be like, well, they they don't trust Garoppolo. Uh, you know, he's not. And, and I don't
0: think they do. I mm-hmm. mean, in all honesty. Like, I, they're coaching around him. Well, um, and you saw and, you know, in the Packer game, like, admittedly, I didn't, really closely watched the Niners this year when they weren't playing the Packers, but you saw in the game, like he just makes bad, dangerous decisions with the ball and he doesn't have the arm strength. Like it's not, it's not watching a guy rip it in there. It's like watching Chad Pennington, but a poor decision maker.
1: Well, I mean, that pick he threw against Dallas when they were up. And you know, mm. I was like, that's just, you can't make that mistake.
0: Well, and he throws um, these balls to the sideline. There was one yeah. that Stokes went for the hit instead of the I ball, saw. where it's I like it. he's just fluttering these swing passes. And yeah. it's like, that's yeah. so dangerous.
1: No. I mean, they are, they are working around him. He's been good. And to me, he's been exactly like, I bet you if you ask Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch before the season, you know, Ideal vision for this year, it would pretty much be this.
2: Oh okay.
1: They're working around him. He's been fine. He hasn't cost them games too often,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: and they and they've been able to bring Trey Lance along slow. But it's it's time to you know see what that kid's got. I mean, you know, you listen to what they say. Like he's he's tearing it up in practice, and you know he has been great as on the scout team when we've asked him to give us looks. And like I think it's I think it's his turn next year, barring. Them actually going and winning the Super Bowl and Garoppolo being you know Super Bowl MVP or something like that that maybe changes the dynamic but <laughs> I feel like it's time to time to move forward because I mean you see what Josh Allen done
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think that's the that's the vision for Trey Lance is that he could be that type player the athletic but can throw and uh, you know like at
0: and at his massive. arms going to get better Josh Allen.
2: yeah yes
1: yes you know now I mean that's a high standard Josh Allen's turned into probably one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL last couple of years. But I think that's the vision for Trey Lance is he could, he could be that too.
0: Yeah. We'll see. So that's where I'm at on that. I, before we've been going for a while and we haven't even touched on ASU news. No, we haven't. Um, Yes. So let's, let's briefly talk about the Bobby Hurley suspension and fine as the, as the season you know, really feels like it's coming unglued. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe you could, maybe you could delete the word coming and it just is unglued. And and so we're, we're at the point where I think it's a fair question to ask. Is this it? Is this the end of the Bobby Hurley era? I mean, uh,
1: barring something changing in the next, what, five, six weeks, which is all we're guaranteed to have. Uh, I think it might have to be. I, mean, I hate to say it, but how do you, how do you justify bringing him back? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you can.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where like, like the uh, article from Doug Haller, something changed after Vegas and the start of the yeah. pandemic in 2020 that Boy, yeah, it that, just, it, we just don't have it back. And there's don't. a, there's a we mojo that's gone and, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. we've seen we've seen what he's tried to do. He's tried to be the calm coach. He's tried to be yes. the fiery coach. Yes. but it doesn't fix the fact that he's, he, tried. He, he's not landing these guys. He's not, no, not making mean, sense. He,
1: well, I was gonna say he tried. You know, he tried the approach last year of you know we're gonna land two big time recruits and we're gonna you know we're gonna have elite talent. That didn't work. So then this year was more you mm-hmm. know transfer portal. The, the unheralded guys we're gonna get the most out of them and we got team chemistry and that's not working either so it's like well okay what's next
0: well and was, we flipped you know, our entire coaching staff right, under him that's a good point too yeah so like there's yeah, nowhere I mean, else to go you there know there really
1: isn't there really isn't I mean I, I like I, to me it seems like a situation where I would not be surprised if and I know you know you're gonna relate to this because well one it happened the other way with us but Marquette hired Shaka Smart where like I wonder if Ray Anderson and him have a discussion and say, hey, keep your ears open because if there's a job out there you want, probably a step down in terms of, of conference, you know, prestige, take it. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna stand in your way because you know, that way you can avoid the embarrassment of being fired and we can avoid the embarrassment of firing you but We got to part. Yeah. It's just we can't keep this going.
0: Yeah um, can Can uh, you say you you want to get back to Duke and you're going to join Shire's staff? Yeah, because yeah, that's or, where or,
1: or or take a you know, there's all kinds of smaller schools, you know, the, the second tier program, and just you know, you could save face by saying you know, like this, uh, you know, feel like I want to be you know closer to the East Coast and or something, you know, make something
0: yeah, up. My know, you know, he could it, go take a job at like. Seton Hall or Rutgers yeah, and just be like
1: along those, yeah yeah I mean you know like I just think it's I just think it's not worked here it did work for a short time um he and
0: wasn't, it did work in Buffalo it, it did it did you know like although I'll not as well as thing. it worked for Nate Oates
1: no that's true also um you know like if if indeed it is the end for him I'll say the same thing I said about Herb Sendek, which is it was a good hire he mm-hmm. you know, it was not a bad hire. He did initially what he was supposed to do. He just didn't build on it. Same I mean, it's different in how we got here, but yes. it's very similar to Herb in that it was like after three or four years you thought, Yeah, this is the guy, man. We're trending in the right direction, he's doing well and and then it just he couldn't he couldn't push that door all the way open. And now does that mean, you know, do you wanna have the, the serious talk of like is that something about ASU? (laughs) It might be, I don't know. You know, that, that's a tough question to answer. Um, but if you say, well, the last two coaches had initial success and then they couldn't build on it, uh, you know, is it, is it inherent to ASU that we're doing something wrong? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think there's a decent possibility and, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little football here too, but, you know, that article Haller wrote made me think not only about basketball, but think, geez, you know, you could argue that 20, the, you know, the pandemic. And, and you can say this, I'm sure, other places, too, but all I can speak to is ASU. Our three biggest programs potentially were, you know, changed in major ways by that. We had a pretty good baseball team that year. That season gets washed out. Coach gets fired the next year. We had a mm-hmm. decent basketball team that was likely going to go to the tournament. Probably wasn't going to go deep in the tournament, but who
0: knows? But might, have, but might have won the conference tourney. Like, just playing good of, ball, yeah. felt like yeah. they were ready to... Yeah, and
1: maybe wins a game or two. I mean, you know, like, I'm not saying they're going to win the national title, but maybe they get to the Sweet 16. You know, who knows? Um, that tournament gets washed out. And then football. I mean, like, 2020 was supposed to be the start of our special couple years. And you know, Jaden Daniels was going to take the next step, and we had to, you know, and and I mean, the story's well documented. You and I have documented it; others have too. That the 2020 recruiting class was supposed to be so good, it's fallen apart. You know, you just wonder if we have a normal spring, a normal lead up to the season. Are we in a better position? I, I don't know. I mean, there's no way to know what happened. Happened. You can't play that game, but yet
0: you can't help but think about it either. Yeah. Um. I guess let's uh, pivot over to football where ASU has hired another former head coach of an NFL team. Um,
1: And another former Ray Anderson client.
0: It's it's funny, right? Because Nick Saban hires former college coaches who were just coaching in college or former NFL head coaches who have a history of coaching in college. Yeah, and yeah. we hire guys who haven't coached in two decades.
1: Decade plus, yeah. I, I mean, 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 to think that, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, like our freshman year of college, when I had, you know, the Madden football game and I played through the whole season in our dorm, that Billick, Marvin Lewis, and Herm Edwards were all NFL coaches. I don't think at the time, if you told me that, but you know, 16 years later, they'd all be coaching for ASU, I would have believed
0: you. No. It,
1: I don't, I'm not sure I would have believed if one of them would be coaching from ASU.
0: It's a like it's an interesting marketing pitch. Yeah, uh, you know, but it's like Brian Billick's been like, like how how can I put this delicately? Brian <laughs> Billick has been out of coaching since most of the kids we're recruiting were born. Right. So what right. is he yeah. gonna do? I know. You know? I
1: agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, like Brian Billick's claim to fame. I mean, he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens, but yeah. what got him that job was being the offensive coordinator for the 98 Vikings, which was admittedly an unbelievably good offense, and, and you know, but it was 24 years ago. Like, I mean, a college senior wasn't alive for that team. Yeah. And certainly the kids were recruiting weren't alive. They weren't alive when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, does it really? I mean, I got. I mean, I love. Uh, well, I don't know if Haller would be considered optimism. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess Haller is fair. Um, you know, and he. Well, it's a good, you know, thing for the program. It's you know positive. Is it? I think it might just be nothing but neutral. I'm not. It's not a negative.
0: I guess. No. Well, look, I mean, I, you know, I'm glad but, we're willing to pay for a, a another analyst sure, coach. Sure. Now do I think it's going to move the needle at all? No, I don't. No, I don't either. Hey, and, and <laughs> I you agree. know, and yeah. yes, his claim to fame was coaching the 98 Vikings, who had prime Dante Culpepper, prime Price. Randy Moss, and I believe end-of-prime Chris Carter. <laughs> Chris
1: Carter was still really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Smith. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of <laughs> people probably could have coached them to success. <laughs> Nonetheless, I mean, you know, had – You know, if you hired him in, uh, you know, two thousand four, be like, "Wow, that's the guy who coached the ninety eight Vikings offense." But it's twenty twenty two. I mean, to
0: to put some perspective on it, and I don't like to be this person, but two thousand one nine eleven happened over twenty years ago. A a demarcation point that seems decently far in the past. He won the Super Bowl. 21 months before that before then <laughs>
1: right 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 I know yeah yeah I mean and, and yeah uh, you know went on and, and coached the Ravens for another handful of years they had some success never got back to those highs um you know but I don't know like I mean I texted you that day and I said you know sort of cynically but not totally cynically there's a part of me that thinks you know he just wants to play golf 12 months a year out here in Arizona And it's a good way to tell his wife or family that he's got to be out in Arizona a lot. You know, well, I'm working for ASU and he you know, comes in the office for like two hours a day and he's he's, you know, on the 10th tee every day by noon type of deal. Yeah. I just wonder. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong and he's going to really help and he's going to work. But, you know, we've seen this before with Dennis Erickson's hiring. He's hired his buddies. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda what this feels like. It's like, well, no up and coming coach is gonna come here right now, given the scenario. So we'll just hire Herm's buddies or Ray's buddies, which they're one and the same. And uh, like, Oh yeah, you know, it'll, it's a headline grabber, it gets us on ESPN, but does it really
0: help? I don't know. No. I, I So we'll This see. is a, we'll I see. I yeah. I will say this. I hope I I hope I'm wrong. This has a little bit of vibes of lipstick on a pig, like this. This season's gonna go bad. We're (laughs) we're not bringing back any of our young coaches, right? Right. You know, our uh, the the guy who this time a year ago was the guy who we you know all assumed was going to be the head coach in twenty twenty four, if not sooner. It you know now wants nothing to do with the program.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. I read I think Haller I saw maybe it was like a comment and he somebody asked him about you know how you know why is the Pierce hasn't left yet or when do you think Pierce will leave and he said you know maybe closer to the draft that doesn't fit I mean unless he's going to go work in like a scouting department type thing that doesn't fit what I would expect I, I mean assistant coach you're going to hire staff pretty soon
0: I mean Probably, you know within I think the next when the two head, weeks. yeah when the head coach shuffle is over yeah that's yeah. when he'll go you know, I mean
1: and we're going in. I mean, have we have we said when spring practice actually starts? I haven't heard. I haven't seen a, an official start date, but I mean, I'm sure we're probably going with the same model of starting probably early March, late February. Yeah. So you need to you need to know who your defensive coordinator is. So I mean, I kind of feel like it's you know we're we're getting close to the time where we're like all right, if you're coming back, then mm-hmm. you got to be all in. I don't necessarily think he should or will come back, but, you know, if he is, like, we can't wait forever.
0: So this leads me to the last ASU topic, which we didn't discuss via text, but that I'm curious about. You have now let Ray Anderson hire two baseball coaches, a football coach and a basketball coach. Yeah, You're about to have to hire a new basketball and football coach.
1: Yeah, probably with the next... Eighteen months, I'd say you're probably right for both.
0: If you're Michael Crow, do you let Ray Anderson make those hires? Because if you do, you're committing to Ray for another five yeah. to ten years. Well,
1: so there's two answers to that. I give you: if it was me, probably no. But if you're asking me to predict what he do, what he will do, I, I think the answer is yes, he will. I mean, I I don't get the feeling there's any sentiment toward. Moving on from Ray Anderson or discontent with Ray, I, I, don't. I mean, Haller wrote that article during the season, and I think Haller's pretty plugged into stuff like that. And and you know, I think it's a fan thing. I think you know, you go on Twitter and go, "Oh, time to get rid of Ray." I don't. I don't think from the higher up at ASU, there's any feeling that that's the
0: case. I uh, I just wonder. I if there's no scandal, I think he's going to stick with him. Because I think you're right, like, you know, look, we're building the hockey arena, we're, you know, we've renovated Wells Fargo Desert Financial. Yeah, Uh, well, some. Some. Work to do. But it did get
1: the stadium renovated, the football stadium. Yeah,
0: and that's the stuff. that started before him, to be fair,
1: you know, to be fair to his predecessors, and like, he gets credit for that, but like, you know, all that started before him, the the football facility and all that, he, he didn't originate those projects but they got finished on his watch yeah um so i I guess it comes down to this i mean i think the question is does do you really think that is michael crow bothered by mediocre on field results for football and basketball on field on court and and i'm not sure that he is I, i think he wants the athletic department to be financially strong I think you you know scandal free, and so that's the thing. That I mean, yeah. that's the asterisk you put is like you know, if this NCA thing really blows up and we get slammed, then that changes my answer on what he'll do with Ray Anderson. Yeah. But if it just stays like it is right now, I think he's. I mean, I don't know him. I'm not. I'm not claiming to know him, but I get the feeling from him, he's he's very content with with the state of the athletic department. You know, it's it's fine. It's not great. But it's not horrible, so we'll just keep the status quo.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I don't that's know. probably true. You know,
1: I mean, uh, you know, so again, my answer is, you know, you said if I've, I'm Michael Crow, do I let him do that? Uh, probably not. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not thrilled with with the track record of what I've seen so far. Um, but, but uh, you know, I'm not Michael Crow, unfortunately. Or fortunately, maybe it is fortunate. Um, and I think he will. I don't I don't sense, just sitting here right in this minute, I don't sense any move toward making a change at AD.
0: And, and so that now leads to the question of what kind of hire can he do? Basketball, I hate to say it, given the school we are. Yeah. Basketball seems like it's closer. Like, you started to see... And we've got that kid Nunez coming in, which I think right. he probably has to come for a couple games. Right, um, <laughs> right, right, yeah, but, yeah. But I, but basketball to me feels closer in that, like, you could convince an up and comer to come here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think the nature of of basketball versus football right now, you know, nationally, is such that the you know. You could make a run. I mean, again, I'm not saying that somebody could come in and, you know, make us into a Final Four team, but 68 teams make the tournament every year. Um, And teams come from, you know, like Rutgers made the tournament last year. and You know, like there's always teams that are like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Football's different, man. I mean, football is dominated by the top programs right now. It just does not. It is so tough to feel like can you break through that glass ceiling uh, because you're so far behind in terms of talent, like mm. even now when you look at the te- other teams in this conference, you know we're we're not at the level of talent that USC is going to have, that Utah is going to have, that Oregon is going to have, and and then you think nationally, and those teams aren't at the level that Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, you know Texas A and M, you know Oklahoma, these programs they just they're just better they have more good players. So I agree. And like, I think our basketball program is more in the depths right now than football. I mean, football did just have an eight win season. It's not like we were terrible. Basketball stinks, but I think the road to turning it around is quicker in basketball.
0: Yeah. It just feels like, you know, I I guess what I'm saying is like, the process was there for Bobby Hurley. He just didn't get the outcome. So as you look at it, it's like, you can get recruits to come here. You can sure. you know, he got the when the crazy thing is when you look back at the Hurley era, he got Lou Dort. He got yeah. Josh Christopher. He got Xylon yeah. Cheatham. He got Bagley. Like right, he right. brought these guys here. He got them to come. Uh, you know, yeah. Remy Martin. He, he got yeah. these guys in the door. It right, just right. didn't in translate. Yeah. Like in the yeah. post Cheatham era, it just didn't work
1: didn't translate as well as it should have at least yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I I agree I mean I, I yeah I think and I think it's also probably what your realistic goals are like I, I think for an ASU basketball fan a realistic goal is you know making the tournament consistently you could do that that's not that I mean Hurley almost was going to make it three years in a row has there been a tournament in 2020 so it's not that outlandish to say but with football it feels like you know realistic goal or what should be a realistic goal is, you know, winning the conference. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how easy that's going to be. I mean, like, it just doesn't, I guess I'll say this to use my word. I'm not sure how realistic that is in the near future, given what we're seeing at other places around us versus what's happening here.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: So we'll see. So before we, before we wrap, um, we would talk more about maybe the MLB lockout situation as time goes on because it's probably not going to be settled by next week unfortunately but thoughts on the baseball hall of fame anything you want to share I
0: I think the best news is that a lot of the people who influence the people who make decisions moving forward think this was a stupid outcome
1: yeah yeah, I mean, I I, I want to share that optimism that feels like you know people think it's you know I read Jeff Passan's column I, I texted you about it and I agreed with like almost every single word he said. It just feels like nothing changes. Well, I, I feel I, I, I feel beaten down by it in some ways. Like people say it's dumb and they say it's ridiculous,
0: but then nothing changes. Well, the new voters voted to induct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there's value to that. The other thing that I think yeah. there's value to, and I know this is gonna, this is gonna sound crass. Yeah. Next year's class is bad. Is it? It's bad. It, uh,
1: no, nobody really jumping out. Yeah. No K God. Rod. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. No,
0: that's what I'm saying. I don't think
1: so. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, nice player, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, so I mean, now of course that doesn't help the Bonds Clemens group, does it? Do you think that helps Alex Rodriguez or that or that type?
0: Yeah, I do. Because I mean, like, so the the guy, the biggest names, this is the quote, biggest names set to join the ballot. Yeah. Carlos Beltran and K-Rod.
1: No, I'd say no on both.
0: So that makes me think that that's great news for Scott Rowland, Andrew Jones. Yeah. um, you know. Which I'm I'm fine with those
1: guys getting in. I mean, like that, that's fine with me if they do. But man, it's
0: just it, it, well, it, 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 you know, somebody tweeted, Harold Baines is in and Barry Bonds is not.
1: Yeah. And and I would say the same for those two. Like, I mean, Andrew Jones was a really good player for a long time, so was Scott Rowland. They're not Barry Bonds, they're not even close. And and so it's like I don't know. I mean, I just feel I texted you that night and I really feel it like five years ago, I was up in arms when they didn't get in and and I, but I also had some optimism that I thought, okay, things are trending in the right direction. And some of these voters will go away and the new voters and they'll get in. And now here we are at the end of their 10 years and they didn't get in and they weren't even really particularly close. Um, and, and, and I'm not sure they're going to get in through the committees. I mean, you know, like, Buster only says, you know, I saw he wrote some about, you know, like the voters will end up looking bad for this because, you know, as time goes on, we'll view that era different. Like, dude, I heard that 10 years ago and we're still doing this. Yeah. So, so are
0: well, we going to view it different? I don't know. I th- I'm I think less the, confident. I think the question is in two years, you know, we get, they're going to be on the ballot for the, right. and, and I think committee. that'll be the the modern day committee. It, yeah, I, I think it's a chance—not a big chance, but I a hope. chance that they just put them in right away, and and it's a—I hope so. A, I don't want to say a rebuke of yeah. the baseball writers, the but right. but a rebuke of the Hall of Fame and the writers and this, you know, yeah. effort. So,
1: so here's my question, and I don't know if you know the answer: Who's on that committee? Who who makes those decisions?
0: I believe it's guys who are already in. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, so like, I guess, are we getting, I mean, my my question is, are we just getting old timers who are going to wrap themselves in the flag of the, you know, sanctimony of baseball even more than writers do? That's my concern. If we're going to get the Joe Morgans of the world, and I'm using Joe Morgan because Jeff Passan singled him out for writing that letter a few years ago, that, you know, think that baseball is, is right there with, you know, a sacred religion and that if you dare do anything that we have to, you know, like, are there odds any better with that group? I, I'm not feeling confident. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I'm questioning it.
0: So according to the Baseball Hall of Fame's website, the Today's uh-huh. Game Committee consists of 16 members comprised of... Members of the Hall of Fame, executives, and veteran media members. So if you get the right guys,
1: yeah, and you got to get twelve out of sixteen votes, right? When that
0: yeah, is. it's still the same seventy-five percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, made it. You know, yeah, you're right. If you, you know, only 16 members mean that if you get the right group, but if you get the wrong group, you could end up with them getting, you know, zero
0: consideration. Yeah. Well, but then they could go. You're likely
1: to have groupthink
0: with only 16 people. Well, but what we've seen with Harold Baines and what we've seen with this sort of thing is if you get the right guy on that committee and David Ortiz, for example, Mm -hmm. is beloved Yeah. and David Ortiz you know said well Barry Bonds is a hall of famer. I mean yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and I yeah, I like and I'm happy for David Ortiz. Like I don't
0: This is well that's know, the, uh, I was going to say the the other takeaway is about Ortiz is that yeah. this will be his hall of fame induction will be we lost Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens on his Bruce, ballot.
1: Which stinks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it stinks for him. Um, and and it stinks that whenever I mean the same thing you're talking about Roland and Andrew Jones and and that'll be that'll be my thought it'll be a lot of people's thoughts if those guys get in is like well but but you didn't put in Barry Bonds and and that's not fair to those guys but but I think it it's the nature of the beast because they're not as good as Barry Bonds yeah it's just not well and 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 David Ortiz wasn't I mean David Ortiz is absolutely a Hall of Famer I, I have no problem with him getting in but. He's not as good as Barry Bonds on well, the and, all-time level of baseball. Not a chance.
0: Well, he's not as good as A. Rod. He's not as good no, as any number of these guys. Not
1: a chance. No, I mean A. Rod should be in. I know A. Rod is. You know, like if you want to, if you want to use justification, there's more about A. Rod because he was suspended twice for PED-related
0: stuff. Yeah. You know, um, including and, one positive it. test.
1: <laughs> and, yes, and admitted it. So there's more. There's more justification. To keeping A-Rod out that there is Bonds, but I don't think that they should. I mean, I, I have been consistent on it. Like, A-Rod was one of the greatest players of all time, and he should be in. But I'm not confident he will be. I, I'd i love to think that, you know, okay, he's got nine more years on the ballot, and you're right, you know, the newer voters and all of that. But I just, I don't know. He started at 34%. That's, isn't that worse than where Bonds started? I think I read that.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: So, so like I don't know, man. I I I want to think that we're going to see, you know, the sea change, but I'm beaten down by thinking no we're not. That there's just too many people that have drawn a line in the sand, that certain guys who are associated with PEDs, not all, because David Ortiz and and others who've already gotten in, who've had rumors. Um, but certain guys just we're, we're just never going to put them in because uh, we don't want to, I guess. I, I mean, I, uh, that's the justification, it seems like.
0: Yeah. I I agree it's disappointing.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just, like, feel like the, you know, the energy has been sucked out of my battle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was fired up about it, and I'm still annoyed by it. But it's like, I'm fighting a losing battle. Right. And, you know, like, uh, Well,
0: because I, 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 I think what happened was, and I'm with you on this, you know, it it changed. We can't, we can't do anything about it now. Now it is no. up to twice every five years, a group of 16 guys.
1: Right. Right. So that, that also feels that way. And it, and so it's like, I mean, yeah, a few years back, I felt like, yeah, let's, let's write these columns and let's, let's get it out there because the more people that believe this, then, you know, but then like we got stuck. Well, we got stuck and, at around sixty percent with both of them, Bonds and Clemens, and we never got much further than that.
0: Well, and the problem is, you get guys like Dan Shaughnessy on yes. the ballot, and and, and yes. I, you know, look, I will say credit to Dan Shaughnessy; he kept his name on it, like he's it's true. He's it's owned true. it, and hide from it, but yes. it's but it's, it's still stupid, stupid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> You get, you get credit for being, um, you know, you get respect, I guess, for being upfront about it, but you don't get credit for being smart. Uh, because, yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. I mean, it's just like somebody like that shouldn't have a ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a classic, you know, I mean, for many reasons. He's he's your classic media member, you know, thinks he's a guardian of sports and, uh, you know, thinks he's the smartest,
0: well, and, r- smartest and, person in any room he's in, basically. And frankly... Part of the problem, and I've heard guys like Tom Hodricourt, who's the Brewer beat writer, who's a voter, who's retiring, yeah. has talked about it, and yeah. you know other guys. The media didn't ask for this role. The Baseball no. Hall of Fame put these things in, they put these guys on the ballot, and then they make the media members be the police. It's like and
1: They kind of did not, yeah, they took yeah. no stand on this. I mean, Pat, that was one thing Pat well, said in that column this week I saw. It was just like, you know, the Hall of Fame has never really made a statement on what they want done with this. And that's true. They've kind of abdicated any sort of responsibility.
0: Yeah, well, and they've let Major League Baseball and the powers that be, you know, change the rules basically to hurt Bonds and Clemens. Right, 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 right. yeah,
1: yeah. And it did. It did. It worked. if they had five more years, they would get enough. I don't know. I mean, I say that, but I also feel like, and I don't know this to be fact, but I swear... You know, four or five years ago, they were getting upper fifties, and
0: and they and they both just barely cracked sixty-five this year. So, would it be enough? I don't know. I mean, I bait. just think it's the attrition, right? Yeah, it might be yeah, enough. I mean, it, just because other people, if enough old timers st- go away, stop and, voting.
1: And, yeah, new folks who have a, a you know different perspective. Yeah, I mean, I guess a rod will be the litmus test on that. Mm. Where are we at with a rod in five years? Where are we at? by the 10 year mark, because, uh, you know, like if, if a different perspective, you know, by 2030, he should have 75%,
0: but I, you know, boy, if you asked me to bet right now, I
1: wouldn't bet on it.
0: No. Um, all right. Well, we've been, we've been jabbering on, we will get back to the CBA. We'll We'll get to a Super Bowl discussion. We'll get to things. There will be things to discuss. For sure. For sure. <laughs>
1: Always is. Yes.
0: Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Mad Sportscast.